1: Hey, once again, welcome to the show. You know, here's the cool thing about uh, reveling in wrong think. There are all different kinds of wrong think. It's not just political wrong think. Sometimes it takes the form of simply marching to your own tomb rather than uh, reading from a script or living your life according to a script that someone else has handed you. And and with that in mind, I want to introduce my guest to you. I want to introduce LaTroy Woods with Prototype Unknown. Uh, LaTroy, great to have you on the show. This will be your first time as my guest. Thanks for joining me.
2: Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, and I'm going to just be bold here and say, this was LaTroy's idea, but as soon as he said, hey, could I be a guest on your show, I jumped at the opportunity because I have the opportunity every week to produce a podcast for LaTroy and his co-host, James, from James Gourmet Pies. And I love the message that these guys have to deliver, and I think, LaTroy, you and I have some fun stuff to talk about today that's going to be very applicable to anybody who feels that... uh, they were born for something more in life than simply collecting a paycheck, buying stuff, and then running out the clock, you know, until they die. Let's, first of all, let's learn a little bit about who you are and what makes you tick. What to, what would you want my listeners to know about to who is LaTroy Woods?
2: You know, I'd have to probably really start off with my intention, uh, just because I'm aware of that now, but who I really am is being able to know and let people know that I was here when my life is over. And the only way I've really found to do that is to provide service to people. And so I spent, I'm 42 and I spent much of my adult life um, doing things and living outside of myself thinking that this was going to be the thing that I was looking for. and of the things I did get and didn't get, I still found at the end of the day that something was still missing. And I never just knew what it was. This void inside of me just to continued to grow and grow and grow until I blew up and made a decision that was the most profound thing that happened in my life. And that's what led to me talking with you today, Brian.
1: Okay, and, and I want people to understand LaTroy is very honest when it comes to, to talking about things. Uh, in other words, you're not, you're not the kind of person who will sit back and pretend, Brian, I have had such a great life. Why? I was just telling uh, my wife, uh, the supermodel, as we were driving down the road in my Bugatti, you know, on our way to have lunch with the Dalai Lama, you know, how great life has been to us. You have, you have had your share of trials. You have faced um, serious difficulties. I mean, the kind of difficulties that really make you question, can I even go on? And yet you have found a direction and something that, that resonates with you and has given you purpose. And, and Latroy, I know in my heart, there is a message you have today that is, is going to benefit my listeners who are struggling with some of those similar questions. And, and I wonder if you wouldn't mind, walk us a little bit through your story, just so people can better understand uh, the, the experience that has shaped you and led you to this point where impact is what really matters in life. Not status, not, you know, material things, but actually what kind of a mark are you going to leave on the world?
2: So kind of like this, Brian, why do we do what we do? You know, do people really take the time to really question, are my beliefs helping or hurting me? You know, we have these ideas in our head of what success is supposed to look like this identity construct of this is just the way I am or until I'm this way, things won't be this way. And so I lived that way for 20 plus years, almost 20 years, I lived that way. And so for me, it was, I'm gonna get my degree. And when I get my degree, this part of my life is gonna be this way. You know, when my marriage is this way or my wife is this way, then my marriage would be a certain way. You know, when I'm making enough money or when the economy's a certain way, then my finances will be better. And so I spent a long time living outside of myself and external circumstances to define my life and who I was. And at the end of the day, what really happened was I felt like I had nothing left for myself. And so I found myself checking out because I was just tired just checking out with drugs and alcohol to just make me feel good. And so that led to many other issues um, within themselves because I was planting all kinds of seeds that at some point had to show up in my life. And so in October of 2017, almost three years from now, um, to the date, is when I was going to take my life. And it was indirect. My family was going... Out shopping, We had some family that had came into town and I decided, okay, well today's going to be my day just to hang out, bitch, you know, turn on some Netflix, binge watch some series and just do my own thing and just be lazy. But it turned into something else. Those things that I was talking about end up manifesting themselves that day. And I was going to take my life while my family was gone. But something else happened in this process, which was about uh, an eight hour process is something turned on inside of me. Um, I was given a choice of do I want to live or do I want to die? And it was the first time that I intentionally made a choice that wasn't coming from fear, lack, or scarcity. And when I made that choice, something inside of me turned on that I've never felt before. And that was the first time I have ever felt alive in my whole life. And that's when I began to learn how to live. And so. I really have only lived three years. That's like my real age because I spent my whole life living outside of myself.
1: I think one of the things that makes your story so applicable, Latroy, is this. You know, I don't have to tell you this has been a really exceptionally difficult year for a lot of people. I, I don't know what the exact uh, rates are as far as suicide attempts, but I know that uh, there are a number of studies that I've seen reported in the news just within the last couple of weeks. That uh, seem to indicate that um, su- suicidal ideation, just thinking about it, people telling themselves, I just don't want to live anymore, is on the rise. And, and it's especially among young people. I mean, look, uh, you know, I I get old, I get discouraged. I feel like, man, I, you know, my body's starting to slow down and, and I, I, I don't bounce back like I used to. I can understand, especially people who are uh, dealing with chronic illnesses and whatnot, you know, maybe having that ideation. But young people, people who have... Legitimately all kinds of opportunity and happiness and, and promise in front of them are starting to feel that way. So I, I, I think you have a message here that's that's really worth considering, especially because you know, I love how you put it. You know, it's, it's like you you had you were given a second chance. And and what what better way than to acknowledge that with the gratitude of because I have the second chance I'm going to live my life the best I can. Talk to us about the path that you're on right now. Tell tell me what to, what do you do on a day to day basis?
2: You know, if if I hadn't opened myself to, to that day, so I, I'm one for I'm really big on words and reading. Um, it's something that I enjoyed as a kid, and never really visited much um, as an adult, and so. I had always thought, you know, like, I'm just going to go do this thing because I can make a lot of money. And so that's what I did. But I find myself now tuning back, stepping back away from things and kind of just letting things show me, me stepping out of the way, getting out of the picture so life can show me what it needs to show me. And so my daily routine uh, was something I never, never had, and I didn't realize how important it was to direct my thoughts, feelings, and emotions into the time that we have every day, into the 24 hours that we get to create anything we want. And so as I began, once I came out of that experience of wanting to take my life, I had no idea what was going to happen next. All I knew was I was different. and You know, I've, the best way to put it is I felt like myself. And so I didn't have no idea what that meant. But I was now seeking something different than I was seeking before. And so I don't head first into reading as much as I could. And the first year after that happening, I read probably about 250 books. And I found a common theme in everybody's stories that came from their lower self and was able to reach a place of reaching their higher self. And that common theme was in their thoughts, And so I had to really prove it to myself, you know, are all these books just feeding me a bunch of stuff. Is it the blind just leading the blind? And so I tested some of these theories out myself. And the first one I tested out was, can my thoughts create reality?
1: Okay. on that note, hold that thought. We're going to come back to that. Can our thoughts create reality? Latroy Woods is my guest. This is The Brian Hyde Show. Please stay with us.
0: This is the Brian Hyde show. This is the
1: Brian Hyde show. Hey, welcome back to the show. You know that I try to uh, I try to avoid politics and stick to information that's useful outside of the political realm wherever possible. And today is one of those days where I get to fully indulge that uh, opportunity. I have LaTroy Woods on the phone with me as my guest. And LaTroy has been sharing some of the experiences that he has had, where he's had to to make some pretty uh, radical course changes in life. And LaTroy, you were mentioning as we went to break, one of the things you had to put to the test was whether or not our thoughts create reality. Tell me about what you discovered.
2: You know, as I started to dive into that process, You know, let me keep it real with you. Like, I had to learn how to lead myself first. You know, I've always been taught other people were leading me all the time, and I didn't realize it, you know, from my job, uh, my school, everything in my life that I was doing, it was people and their ideas and thoughts that were leading me to their ideas. And so as I began to dive in this theme of can my thoughts create the life that I want, And it seemed bogus. It almost sounded new age to me. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to have to start putting myself in a place if I'm going to be different to change my mindset and not place any judgment or criticism on the stuff that I need to learn. And so as I began to go through that process when I read those 250 books, okay, I'm going to say I don't know anything about this. But I'm going to read it from beginning to finish because there's something in this book. And by the time I got through that year, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually start moving towards the things that I want. And so my mom and stepdad go on these trips. I call them mega trips because they're gone sometimes three to six months out of the year in other countries. And they're always asking myself and my wife if we want to go on these trips with them. And I really never believed that it was possible, or I don't have enough money, you know, right when they would ask the question, all these ideas and thoughts would pop in my head. And so right away, like I found myself revisiting my past instead of being present with what they were asking me. But when they asked me this last time, it was Thanksgiving the first time they asked, you know, do you guys want to go on a trip with us to Jamaica? And I was kind of teeter-tottering, maybe, maybe not. You know, is this possible? But the second time they asked us, and this is as I was beginning to develop my routine to this relationship with myself, my confidence and belief began to grow. And so a month later, they asked me again, and I said yes immediately, without even consulting with my wife. I just said, yes, we're going to go on this trip. Now, I had no idea how this was going to happen. We needed $6,000. You're talking, we're... One day away from January and middle of February, we needed six thousand dollars to go on this trip to Jamaica. Has zero dollars in the bank. I'm the only one working in the household and our finances are still in ruin. And so I had no idea how this was gonna happen. But when I said yes, something happened, I placed I planted a seed of possibility that this is possible for me. I actually saw it in my mind so We went home that night and we talked about it on the way home. And I remember when I lay down, I actually began to imagine. This was the first time I intentionally learned how to use my imagination. And so I laid in bed and I began to like see myself already there as if the trip already happened. Not, okay, what can I do to make it happen? But this trip has already happened. I was like, it was almost like a memory that I was reliving. So as I was laying in bed... I remember being on the plane and I had the window seat and I could see the clouds and I could even feel the sun on my cheek. And when the plane landed, I remember getting off of a plane and I felt the wind in my face and I could smell the flowers and the smell of the ocean. And I started just kind of brainstorming like, okay, checks are going to show up in the mail for me. Like I already saw myself going to my mailbox, checking my mailbox and actually seeing checks and we still had to get our passports and everything. And so I began to do this process over the next week. And believe it or not, like I got a check in the mail from the IRS. We overpaid the IRS by like a thousand dollars. I don't know how that happens or how the IRS will even send you back money, but it happened. Like we started to have all these opportunities happen. And one by one we came up with the $6,000, got our passport, and got to go to Jamaica. And it was almost like the experience that I saw in my imagination when I was laying in bed. And that's when I realized that thoughts do create reality. Now, if that process, that process was the, where, the, where the magic happened, can I apply this to other areas of my life to create the life that I want?
1: That's dang cool. I mean, that that is really impressive. and And... I I just want to offer this juxtaposition with um, I don't think most of us spend our lives using our mental energy to think about things like that. I I think sometimes I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty here, but um, I know I personally have been very guilty of squandering that precious time and squandering my imagination on, on things like, for instance, worrying. Oh, you know, what if this doesn't happen? What if this does happen? In other words, I spend all that mental energy on things that that often don't really stand that great of a chance of happening, but I'm worried about it anyway, rather than trying to focus it into, here's what I would like to happen, and, and really starting to flesh out, here's how this could happen. Do you see the difference?
2: It's, it's a huge difference. It's a huge shift in the direction you're moving, you know, because... One thing I had to learn is I began to open myself to a different type of learning. So I call it an inner education. There's only so much you can learn from the boxes that we go to every day. The home we live in, the the TV box, the, the phones, you know, the schools, the job, like everything, um, inside of these boxes have their own set of ideas and beliefs and there's limits on them. And so I began to actually live from inside of me and and that place, there are no limits. And so, it's, it's, it's hard for people to understand what they don't know because they reject it. And so, I had to go into isolation for a little while and realize that my life can't be the way I want it to until I learned how to help myself. And so, this process has really been me saving myself from myself. And as I begin to open myself, I began to actually understand what opportunities were. And what it really is, is you open the door inside of you to let stuff come in and let stuff go out. But that's where you see the opportunities and they're always not in the way we think they are. And so I began to learn about myself and when I opened up, I learned meditation. I learned actually how to talk, to affirm, to like create my life with my words, learn what gratitude was. And so I began to learn about these faculties that human beings have that we forget about. We think all the powers and the stuff that we obtain, but why do we buy a car that we want? Because it makes us feel a certain way. And so once you begin to learn about your emotions, your feelings and your thoughts, and that those aren't you, but you can actually direct those things to the life that you desire.
1: It really strikes me when you talk about how um, initially when your parents would say, hey, do you want to come on this trip with us? Um, the first thing you, like, almost the reflex was to shoot it down. Oh, well, here's here's why it can't happen. And, and dang it. I see myself doing that in so many different areas of my life. Um, what are some of the other areas you see where people um, immediately default to? I can't even though that's that's not necessarily the truth
2: you know, I think a lot of it, it boils down to people don't believe in themselves. And so this this whole journey for me has shown me so much, but we're all seeking the same thing. We're all seeking love um, to feel good. That's what we're ultimately seeking. And so when we don't find that within ourselves, we have to go outside of ourselves to find it.
1: And and, and, and oh, you mentioned at- you mentioned earlier, sometimes people use um, they use some some pretty harmful substitutes, drugs being one of them, you know, other addictions that uh, that try to take that place. Hold that thought, LaTroy. LaTroy Woods is my guest. We will be back to continue our conversation with him. Just the other side of these messages.
0: This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show.
1: All right, wrong thinkers, welcome back to the show. I hope you are enjoying my guest uh, Latroy Woods. I have the honor every week of producing a podcast that he and James from James Gourmet Pies host, and I have just I've really resonated with the message that they have. It's very very positive. You can check it out for yourself on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. But uh, I have Latroy on the phone with me today, and Latroy, I love the direction that our, that our conversation is going. Um, when it comes to Pursuing a path that uh, that you feel a sense of purpose and a sense of this is what I need to do. Tell me how common it is to to start getting pushback or or maybe even some downright opposition from the people around you, whether it be family, whether it be coworkers, maybe even your boss. Is that is that is that a pretty normal thing?
2: Um, it is, and you know, I want to set the stage um, for this topic, so I really don't talk about anything that I haven't experienced in my own life um, just because I realized I spent much of my own life was the blind leading the blind. And so I uh, personally only speak about the things that I've actually experienced um, and the results that have come from them, you know, and everybody's path is going to be a little different, uh, but the process is the same. And so I remember as I came out of those experiences, okay, I want to live. Okay. Now what? Right? What, what do I do next? And so I remember coming home and talking with my wife months later, and like there was this excitement. There was this fire that was just burning inside of me. Um, I just woke up, and I was happy to just be alive for no reason every day. Never felt like that before. And so, like, here I am, I'm rattling off like a little kid to my wife. She's like, who's this person? Like, I don't know who my husband is. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> and... I realized that, okay, like I want my wife to experience this thing, this joy that I found inside. I want her to have some of this. But the more I try to push it on her, the further away it created more distance between us. And so, okay, because she had this idea of who I was. And so she still couldn't see me for who I was today in that moment because she still saw me for who I was yesterday. And what I realized, this is a personal journey for each person, and the only way to help her is to help me first. And so I took a step back, and I did me every day. I woke up a little bit earlier every day, and I committed to the relationship with myself, just as if you were to have a child and make that commitment. If you gave up on your child, they're going to die. And I now understood that with myself. I don't show up a little piece of me is going to die every day. And so I began to have this routine every day of developing, like, this is who I need to become. Because once I become who I need to become, I can put myself on a platform where I can meet the opportunities and the possibilities for my life. And so as I began to do that, focus on myself every day, then my wife was like, what are you doing? Like, something's different. Like, I'm seeing results. Then she wanted to, like, find out more about what I was doing. And so I felt indirectly a lot of times we, almost like children, you got to kind of parent them in a way where they don't know they're being taught something.
1: It sounds like you're describing the power of example where, where you inspire people rather than require them. This is what you need to do or this is, this is the change that, that you should consider making. Um, I mean, we all are, are hopefully growing and learning as as we live our lives. Um, some of us, you know, prefer, hey, I want to take that path of least resistance. You know, I, I had a coworker who used to say this. We laughed about it. Ease dictates whenever there was a task to be solved at the radio station. Well, what do you want me to do about this? I don't know. Ease dictates. So, in other words, find the easiest solution and let's do that. And And for the most part, it worked. But when it comes to personal improvement, you know, this this is the thing. We want to be a better person today than we were yesterday, but uh, I, I love that you're pointing out here getting other people to buy into that vision is, uh, you know, it's like herding cats, and it's because we're all individuals. What to, What did you find most useful in terms of, of nailing down a sense of personal purpose? Because people ask me this all the time. So they say, I know I need to be doing something more. There's, there's something more that I should be doing with my life, but I don't know what it is. Um, It sounds to me like you've dialed in on on kind of a personal sense of purpose. What kind of steps did you take to make that happen?
2: You know, it it took a little time in the beginning because I had to begin to. um, The reason I'm here talking to you is because that initial decision that when I said I wanted to live. It was actually an act of surrender. And so. in surrendering it. If I were to break it down the best way I could, it's like an onion. And when you peel an onion away, you're stripping all the layers away until you get to the center of its core. And so I had to little by little strip myself of these ideas, the identity construct, these conditions and roles that I've been living with my whole life to find out my true nature. And as I begin to get out of the way, the voice inside of me, like, that's in all of us and it's not really a voice it's more just knowing that intuition you know when you're about to do something especially when you're in your younger years if you've learned the lessons you're gonna do something you know it's crazy but even though you know it's crazy you do it anyways and you don't listen to that voice that knowing inside of you that feeling that's telling you don't go left you've been down that road before don't go left go this way this time you know I, I'm trying to show you something and so Life had been trying to show me something for a very, very long time, and I wasn't listening. And so I had to approach life from a different place to actually to be able to find what it is that I'm here for, what I'm doing. And I began to realize that I'm not going to focus on the results because in doing that, I'm going back into the outside world. I'm focusing on if I don't get this result, then... this is is going to attach back to my identity again and this is who I'm going to be because if this happens or not. But to do it based off of I'm just going to do this and so I live from a place of this is who I need to become every day. This is what I need to become. The result will show its face once you become who you're supposed to.
1: It's curious too that you use that term um, act of surrender and it makes me think of uh, I think it was uh, is it Joseph's story who wrote the the book about the the hero of a thousand faces he describes what's called the hero's journey are you familiar with that i am and and what you're describing to me sounds a lot like look the the hero's journey involves a person receives a calling they they recognize there is something more that I must do and and, I mean movies are built around this most great books are built around this there's a calling there's there's a sense of I I am meant to do something and and the person answers that call and like immediately they start to hit obstacles and it could be people just telling them hey you can't do that that's not what the tribe wants you to do or or whatever the case may be but they hit that opposition almost immediately and they have to work their way through tests and traps and trials and various things that would try to dissuade them from Becoming That person that they're trying to become They have to wander in the desert So to speak there are mentors who appear At key times to help Them overcome certain things I know it sounds Like I'm describing virtually every movie that any of Us has ever seen <laughs> but There comes a point where they Encounter what is known as the ultimate Test and this I, I Think he describes it as it's pretty Much it's like you against the universe And, and it's it's Unfortunately where a lot of people they hit that ultimate Test and if they give up, they reset and they go back to the very beginning. But the hero, this is where they, they dig in. And, and it's not a matter of defiance so much as it's an act of surrender. And, and I'm just going to use the, the terminology I'm most comfortable with. Essentially, they surrender their will to God and say, if this is what you want me to do, then I need you to make it happen. And at that point, that act of surrender, that commitment that I am absolutely willing to to give it all for this, the universe moves to meet them. And that's when they pass the ultimate test. And, you know, and they move on to the next trial, because like you were just pointing out, it doesn't stop. This is kind of what life is about, strangely enough. Did I do a fair job of describing that? Am I leaving something out?
2: No, you you, uh, said it perfectly. It's very beautiful what you said. You know, and something I tell myself every day is I have no business being in nobody's business but my own. You know, if, if you were to reach your arm out right now, Brian, and kind of see where the, the end of your arm is, that's your circle of influence. And so when you step into somebody else's bubble, you take on all their stuff. And so I've learned to not engage in people's stuff but my own. And yet, you know, like like when you walk in a room, you don't dim your light. You know what I mean? You be you, no matter if it makes someone feel uncomfortable or not. You know what I mean? Like, that's their issue. And so I got to focus on me. I got to save me first before I can save anybody else.
1: Okay, hold that thought. Once again, we are up against the break. Latroy Woods is my guest. And we will continue our conversation right after these messages.
0: This is The Brian Hyde Show. This is The Brian Hyde Show.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. I cannot believe we are already to the last segment. My guest is LaTroy Woods. He is with Prototype Unknown, and LaTroy, I've said this many times before, to me, the best indication that I'm having a great time, that the show is going well, is when I look at the clock and I'm like, really? (laughs) We're almost out of time? (laughs) So that's definitely been the case today. Um, What have we not covered that that is in your heart that you feel like would be of value to our audience? What would you like to talk about?
2: You know, like, there's there's a lot to talk about, but, you know, at at the same time, living is simple so you know if if i were to really break down you know what it is that maybe this message that i need to give is can do you have the courage to show up and have a conversation with yourself that's where everything starts
1: now that sounds easy that sounds so easy but i guarantee most people won't do it why won't they have that that conversation with themselves
2: they have these ideas in their head, these paradigms, these belief systems that you think this is who I am. A lot of people have a hard time loving themselves. So if I were to say, okay, for myself, and this is something I've had to learn is what happened yesterday happened yesterday, whether it be good or bad, I get to define the meaning to it. But because I woke up today, today's an opportunity And to love myself and be kind to myself no matter what. Yesterday can never come back, and tomorrow may never show up. So if I can be present with right where my feet are, then I can live today.
1: Can I get you to delve a little bit deeper into what it means being present right now?
2: So if you're not present, um, let me put it this way, actually, Brian. How many times have you talked to somebody, had a conversation with them, whether it be uh, consensual, mutual, an argument, and you can't wait for the other person to stop talking so that you can get your point across.
1: Uh, Yeah, too many times.
2: (laughs) Yep. Like when your wife is talking, she's like, did you hear, like, what did I say? You know, like, you just kind of piece it together, right? Um, And so if you can't be present and see what's, like, you can't see what's right in front of you, you have no idea what's in front of you every day. If your thoughts are in the past of yesterday, you have no idea what's going on. You're really just going through the motions. You know, you've got this repetition process of just doing stuff. It's like when you get in the car, a lot of times you don't know how you got from point A to point B. It's it's a part of your program. And so it's to create a different program for yourself where you show up with yourself every day, where you begin to learn about the faculties inside of you. Because what happens is it creates a different energy inside of you. And it's like this, when you're in a good mood, you make phenomenal or good decisions. But when you're in a bad mood, the decision making process changes. It's hard to make good decisions when you're not feeling good. And so as you begin to learn how to change the energy inside of you, you begin to make better decisions every day. And you pile up these little wins you know it's not about getting to the thing it's about just taking the step every day
1: let me restate back to you what uh, what i heard and you tell me if I, if i'm on um if i'm on track here uh, especially the part about um you know living in that moment and 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 being conscious of what you're doing with your life each day um i can't be the only person who has rolled out of bed in the morning thinking oh my gosh here it is another day or Conversely, I'm, I'm getting ready for bed going. I can't believe it. Another day is gone. And there's really, I mean, it's, it's like I'm always either just getting up or I'm just going to bed, which tells me there's a great deal of routine in my life, which I think may mean that I'm living way too much of my life on autopilot. <laughs> and, and, I, and it's routine, right? We get comfortable because routine is comfortable. I know what to expect. I know at this time I'll be at the office or at this time I'm getting my coffee or whatever it may be. But is it the stuff like that 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 blinds us to the opportunities of living in the moment and, I mean, consciously making the decision to, to see, what am I really doing? What am I really thinking and focusing on?
2: It's really like this, Brian. It's in the routine. And so when you wake up every day, can you discipline yourself to wake up a little extra every day to give to yourself, to set some time aside for yourself? to work on yourself every day. And because when you do this, when you walk out your door, you're preparing yourself to go out into the world and tell it what you want. If you don't prepare yourself, you're just going to like, whatever happens happens. And that's a terrible way to live. Wow. When you go to bed, when you go to bed at night, are you preparing yourself for tomorrow? What are you placing into your imagination and thoughts as you go off to sleep? And so you begin to, you begin to find out how the mind works you know it's like the genie in the lamp the mind only knows what you tell it it answers in yeses and so once you understand how the mind works then you can start to put a different program in there
1: well i'm i'm starting to recognize That, uh, yeah, there's, I, even now where I feel like I'm, I'm largely living a life of purpose. I find great contentment in, in how I spend most of my day, but I also am realizing there's a lot of, well, we'll just see what happens. So I I got some work to do and that's, that's not an easy thing to admit, but I'd rather face the hard fact than, you know, continue bumbling along and never getting any traction.
2: (laughs) You, you know what I had to learn was the hardest lesson for me was suffering is a choice, Brian. It's a choice. Pain's not always a choice, but you ultimately get to decide how to deal with it. But suffering is always a choice. And my life that I was living before, I was choosing all of it. And that was really hard to swallow, that I chose this life. Nobody made me do any of it.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, I, i've seen some I've seen some tongue in cheek memes that have popped up over the last uh, few months about hey, just a quick reminder that uh, no matter what your troubles are, most of them are your own fault. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> that's tough love, but it but it does ring true.
2: You know, Mark Twain has a quote that kind of goes along those lines, where he says, uh, "I've been through a much many things in my life, but how much of them really happened?"
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and that's, again, I, I have been very guilty of, of wasting time worrying about stuff that really wasn't ever going to happen. It's it's the stuff that comes out of the blue that, that blindsides us. I, I mentioned um, earlier this week, I talked to two friends last week, uh, both of whom had had their spouses diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, the stuff that we spend our time worrying about usually isn't the stuff that gets us. It's that phone call on a Thursday afternoon that, hey, um, this is the doctor. Just wanted to check back in with you. Here's what we found out. That's the stuff that will rock your world.
2: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I have a question for you, Brian. Uh, you know, I, um, I'm um. When did you learn to stand on your own two feet, Brian?
1: Uh, I think it's. I think I'm still learning. But uh, there there came a point. I'm guessing it was probably about 20 years ago. Where I, I had to, to part company ideologically with with a good portion of my listening audience, it was basically it was the lead up to the to the Gulf War, uh, you know, and the invasion of Iraq back in two thousand three. That was something I personally opposed. I felt like uh, I could not support that, and um, my audience, which was you know red meat eating conservative right wing talk radio listeners. Um, boy, they, they were not happy with that. And it was a really tough choice. I could have gone along to get along, but my conscience wouldn't let me. And that's that's where I, I kind of had to make a choice. And the choice was I will stand on my own two feet. I'm still going to be pleasant, but, but I, I won't yield my principles. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's a beautiful process um, of, of loss, of the things that we have to give up um, in order to get, you know, and uh, it's just a process of called life. You know, life, life happens, uh, but we always get to choose. You know, as long as we have breath uh, inside of us, uh, we always have a choice. And the finish line is death. And so as long as you get to wake up every day, it's always an opportunity. <laughs>
1: LaTroy we're down to like the last minute in the show I want to steer people in your direction Because I know there are people right now Hearing your voice and going I like this guy's uh, take on life Where can they connect up with you Where can they follow what you do
2: You know the the best way would Probably be to reach me at LaTroy Woods on Facebook Or Prototype Unknown On Facebook as well Or you can reach me at LaTroy Woods On LinkedIn but reach out And leave me a message uh, You'd be surprised uh um, how many feel something, but don't act on it, you know? Because the action kills all the fear, but to message me and have a conversation, see maybe, maybe I'm that person who can help you open a conversation with yourself.
1: Okay, and I'm going to I'm gonna shamelessly tell folks you really should check out his podcast with uh, with his friend James. It's called The Way to the Top. You can go to fedbyravensmedia.com, and it's the Fed by Ravens Media Network, and uh, they're on live every Thursday at 11 in the morning, Mountain Time. Latroy, thank you so much for being my guest.
2: Well, thank you, and I send
0: my gratitude
2: to you and everybody who listened today.